everybody's trying to get an edge in recruiting, mm. NIL, deals for athletes, trying to make it so that they want to come to their school. And I don't know if you saw, but Auburn came out with a very strong entrant into this competition when they put out that they were the first and only SEC school to have a Bucky's, mm-hmm. which for those who don't know is a gas station turned Walmart in the South that came originally from Texas. It's kind of a uh, Wawa on steroids because there's also like kind of a gift shop type air to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've always called it Bussies. That's incorrect, though. It is no, it's not that. It's Bucky's. It's like mm. a very. It's a hard C. They they came out with this saying that they were the only SEC school to have a Bucky's, like on their campus. Yeah, it's in it's, it's in Auburn. It's so, not necessarily on their campus, but in the city oh, of Auburn. Okay, so I was picturing like a UVA Sheets R.I.P. type situation. Mm. Yeah, it's not quite not like quite on the that. corner. Yeah, but. And this, and let me just say that this was actually kind of a, a, a fastball by the face of the Texases and Texas A&Ms because yeah. this is their thing. Like this originated in Texas and is a big deal. Right. So Lane Kiffin came out in response to this. Yeah. With yeah. an amazing tweet to say that Ole Miss is the only place where you can have a Chevron where you can get chicken on a stick. Yeah. Which is an awesome. Awesome comment. Lane Kiffin, we talked about this a few months ago. Lane Kiffin is one of those people that I absolutely hated and now kind of like. He uh, seems I like one Lane of the Kiffin. good guys now, even if you just have to ignore all the... Like, I wouldn't let my daughter hang out with him, you know. But sure. at the same time, like, he's he's one of the more self-effacing guys out there. Well, I think, honestly, a lot of it comes from after some of the some of the stuff at USC and, like, some of his well-publicized failures, and he became such a... Like, he was the butt of a lot of jokes. So then I think he became very self-aware, and was just like, all right, whatever. The best way to deal with this, especially with, like, this new generation of young fans, young athletes, is, like, they are all about self-deprecating humor. So if he can make a joke out of it, then I, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, once you go to FAU, I think a lot of things in your life change. There's like a, I don't know, a mentality shift. will do that to him, man. Yeah, exactly. So, and then there were a bunch of other, I feel like everybody saw that this was a viral thing and tried to get in on it. And so there were a bunch of schools that posted dumb things that kind of, I don't know. It was like they were trying to glom onto somebody else's shine. And so I I really like that. I hate that when something becomes a thing like this. And everybody feels like they have to do their... There was a similar thing in the NFL world when they... um, The schedule release videos. First of all, that in and of itself has become nauseating. Of Just everyone has to do it. But then the big one this year was the Tennessee Titans. And they showed fans like unable to identify teams. And then teams started changing their like Twitter names to the one. And it just like... After one or two did it, then other people start. It's like this is this is too much. Get your own joke. You know that there's somebody who's like in the marketing department is like, we need to get in on this now. But yeah. anyway, the reason I bring up Bucky's is because I got to go to a Bucky's this past weekend for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. just outside of Huntsville, Alabama. And yeah. let me tell you, was this your first Bucky's experience? First or? Bucky's experience. I've never been. Mm-hmm. I'd heard I'd heard many things about it the lure from uh, relatives down in Alabama. Sure. Who boy. Yeah. What, what do we it think? was a lot. There were, first of all, the most people that I've been around since COVID. And I've been to like basketball games and football yeah. games. I, did, I, I felt instantly like I had COVID just by association. Just, just walking, walking in. You also, when you walk in the door and if you like look at pictures online, I guess this is a common thing for their stores. They, they start right out of the gate with, like, smokers and mm. fire pits and barbecue sets right outside. Mm. As if, like, you're going to refill from for gas. But you but also you, might you buy also, a green egg. Yeah, exactly. So they have that. Then you walk in. The very first thing, there was some guy in a cowboy hat who was asking if I wanted to try a free sample. Which, of course, the answer yeah. is always yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lemon crisp cookie that okay. was the driest. Oh, 
it like if sawdust had been dehydrated. That's what it was with lemon. It was mm. awful. But the experience of being in a Bucky's is crazy because it's like you have a gas station kind of vibe on the right. Then there's just a bunch of food right in the middle of it. So they've got people that are making brisket sandwiches and yeah. rib sandwiches. I looked at their like menu. It's astounding. It's they have crazy. so much food. Yeah. They have an entire row that feels like if you've ever been on like Ocean City, Maryland's uh, boardwalk, where it's uh-huh. just like an endless wall of confections, but it's all beef jerky. It's yeah. just like every type of beef jerky you can imagine. They have a whole thing of nuts and like little corn puff flavors that these they are have. the beaver nuggets the beaver nuggets which are their top selling product Ugh. i and hate the name it's not great and then on the left then it turns into walmart but everything has bucky's logo on it mm-hmm. bucky's the beaver mm-hmm. with the logo everything they have pool noodles they have shirts they have swimsuits they have tote oh. bags everything you could ever want with bucky's picture sunglasses just non-stop yeah it's crazy so i don't know I don't know if it actually is a recruiting tool for Auburn or not, but you got to think for some people, right? If if you've grown, so to me, this would not. If I was a recruit coming from where I grew up in North Carolina, there's nothing about this where I would look at Bucky's and be like, "Yeah, I should go there for this." But but you know, there's places people have. I think it is fascinating. People have fierce loyalty to their regional gas station convenience store type thing. You think about New York City and bodegas in general, right? It's not like a specific thing, but they're very passionate about their bodegas. Wawa uh, in sort of the Philly, Jersey area, I guess, the mid-Atlantic. There are people who are very passionate about sheets, which I think is weird. And now you got Bucky's. Like, people just... I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have been... I love some of this stuff. Like, I love food from some of these places and it can be surprisingly good and like we have our own thing like here in uh, Charlottesville area we have the the markets that have these fantastic sandwiches and there's a few other like small gas stations that have really good food items but I guess I don't understand the the scale of Bucky's it's so big it's huge so the scale of Bucky's they, they're all a little bit of different sizes but if you uh-huh. look at just the the, some of the some of the stats that are available online. So mm-hmm. all of their travel centers include at least eighty gas pumps. Sometimes up to eighty, up to one hundred and twenty. Interestingly, they also have Tesla charging stations at a lot of them, okay. but they don't really allow trucks, like eighteen wheelers. Yeah, they don't really allow them, and there's really no room for them. Like parking was a disaster. It was like trying to get out of FedEx Field. Like it was a nightmare to try to find parking and to get out. Sure. They have car washes, which interestingly, the one in Huntsville had a sign up that said, uh, fuel up while getting your car washed, which I don't really know the logistics of that, how that works, but I guess some of it just gets thrown in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The uh, KD one in Texas has the world's longest car wash, which is 255 feet. Wow. So like a little bit shorter than a football field for a car wash. That, it, yeah, okay. it's, it's big. Like, it's really, it's much bigger than you think. It's right off the highway. It's just, like, never-ending. Yeah, I've, I've never uh, seen one of these. I've never, obviously never been to one. I'm familiar with it as a concept. The closest one to us, it looks like, is either Florence, South Carolina, or Richmond, Kentucky. Well, funny you say that, friend. Oh, okay. And New Bucky's is coming to New Kent, Virginia. No way. It will be here by 2027, so Richmond area people, uh, New Kent, are going to have Bucky's. It's going to oh. be available to us. We can go. I think we should go for the grand opening, because that, that will... Honestly, I'm in. I'll go. You don't understand. I would go to Bucky's and I want to try so much of this food. Like yeah, I, I didn't. I'm I'm a little disappointed because I was going to the airport. I didn't really get any food. No, that makes total sense. But but if I had one, like if we're gonna have one, and that's like roughly an hour away, sure, I would go and like bring it back, or like eat it in the parking lot. I guess. So that uh, that's there a sit down. So <laughs> when we were leaving, like literally right outside the front door, there was a family of four who pulled out chairs from their car. After buying food and then tailgated. 
they just tailgated right there outside in the the parking lot so we could go and tailgate hmm yeah i think that i that's that fits within how much i respect myself that's fine (laughs) you never okay like it's fine i guess the the i think the the mythos behind this is just it's interesting and i feel like I'd be curious, and I'll probably do some reading on my own to get more into where this came from and how it got so big. And you got to think, like, especially because there's so they have so much merch with with Bucky himself on there that at some point I think they probably just said, you know what, let's just do it, build it, and they will come. Yeah, it's basically what it is. I don't, I won't give you the full history, but uh, it was created. It's been around for a while, 1982, by Arch Beaver. Applin, that was his nickname, was Beaver. Oh, okay. So he named it Bucky's after the that the logo was sure. uh, the Beaver, and his rab, uh, Labrador Retriever was named Buck, and that's what he named it after. And he was born in Southeast Texas, and so he grew it from the Texas area, then expanded it to uh, Louisiana and South Carolina and all these other places. And I think their family is worth now like five hundred million dollars. Mm. Like it's it's a big deal. Real missed opportunity to not have one in Corvallis. Mm. The whole beaver time. Yeah, get up there. Like, it could be the only one up there. And honestly, I think if you put one, like, not only do you have the beaver tie-in, like, talk about recruiting, right? Oregon State's able to have that. But then you also, I feel like it would make a ton of money because it would be the only one anywhere close so people would travel to go see it. I assume people make pilgrimages to... Bucky's. I would have to think so. I mean, the only time I've ever like encountered it is people I know who have gone on road trips and they make a really big deal out of stopping at Bucky's. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you got gas. This is how I used to feel about Wawa. The first time I ever heard about Wawa, I had a um, a sweet mate in college my freshman year who was from um, like South Jersey, Philly area, and he just would like sing the praises of Wawa and I was just like it's a gas station bro like they have sandwiches they do but they're not that good I'm sorry our mutual friend Vana is maybe listening to this and yeah. flipping out so the, although Vana I think Vana is the one that put me on to the pretzels mm. and uh, they do have some pretty good if you get them like fresh they're pretty they're pretty good there's some decent stuff but I think in the in the sheets versus Wawa battle I'm a sheets guy it's a big debate here locally all right. Among the drunk people post midnight who just want gas station food. <laughs> I feel like I'm never one of those people, but after Bucky, I, I they had fish tacos and burritos and jerky, mm. and I yeah. feel like it was a missed opportunity to not I've, eat my weight in fried and dried meats. I've pulled up this just because I'm, I'm super curious about it. This like ranking of 56 menu items from Bucky's. <laughs> And I would try all of these. I, I think, and they, it's cool. They put them in different tiers. There's a tier of uh, looks bad, tastes bad, where they include things like dried veggies and bohemian garlic jerky, which is interesting. I don't mm. know. Sausage on a stick. So you could give uh, old Lane down there a run for his money. <laughs> and they have things that look good and taste bad, things that look good and taste good. And then there's looks bad, tastes good, which I think is interesting. When you get some, of the, I mean, there is some fascinating stuff on here. Egg rolls, yeah, burritos, like you mentioned, chocolate sunflower seeds. Interesting. Don't you take this a coating off? You take the seed off of a sunflower. So is it they do that already and then put it on the inside part? No, but when you put it in your mouth and but then, then you spit you, it out right after you've oh, so you like get the it's chocolate like any off. flavored sunflower. Oh, yeah, mm, interesting. Mm, not a big sunflower seed guy, huh? Uh, buckos. I don't know what that is. Anyway, cool stuff. Anyway, Hugh Freeze is dialed in now, and Auburn's ooh, they back. should make like a like an icy type thing, freeze. like the Hugh Freeze, ooh. the yeah, the Coach Freeze or something, and it's like Sen flavored. Welcome to the Preferred Walk-Ons Podcast. My name is Michael McGraw. As always, I'm here with Michael Shutt 
And both of our teams are in the NCAA baseball tournament. Right. We made it. We did. My alma mater almost made it. Elon mm. should have made it, but that's we, well, we want to get into that. But yeah, NC State has the unenviable task of going down to Columbia with South Carolina and Campbell. Are they good? Who? South Carolina. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty good at this baseball. They've, thing. They've, oh, okay. They've done baseball before. Campbell also pretty damn good at this whole baseball thing. I honestly forget who the four seed is. I think it's Central Connecticut, and uh, NC State uh, has talent, but injured. Um, we've had some pretty rough injury stuff this year and, um, kind of a down year for Elliot Avent's bunch, but who knows? Could, could make a little run here. And this is the fun part, right? I don't watch a ton of regular season college baseball. Um, I kind of treat it like I do professional baseball. The postseason is where it's at. I love college baseball postseason. It's a lot. It's a blast. I love when you get those like double elimination where a team has to win in the more, like, early in the day not morning but like noon yeah. time and then they have to turn around and play, play again yeah. yeah uva of course getting to host this year congrats as uh, a number all number seven seed overall with east carolina their arch nemesis that has eliminated them before oklahoma and army i feel like they got a pretty tough draw there yeah i always feel like it's uh it's tough playing army you really want to they have to have a lot of plate discipline, yeah. I think. Yeah, you really want to beat them, especially this close to Memorial Day. Exactly. Well, we're excited about both of our teams. Hopefully they will make it to Omaha, and we're not going to talk about lacrosse because I'm still sad about that. So, but, I mean, moving if, away. if we're thinking big picture, looking at those sports, I mean, things in the spring season, good for the ACC. You know, uh, ACC in the baseball tournament, Second only to the SEC in terms of teams making the field. Uh, Wake Forest, of course, the headliner, probably among the favorites along with LSU. I would say those are two kind of my two favorites. Not that that's earth shattering. Those are pretty chalky picks. But so the ACC doing well in terms of getting teams in the field. And then, you know, looking at lacrosse, you had a big ACC presence there as well. Two and a half of the teams in the in there were in the final four. That's right. But yeah, and then I mean you go even over to to softball. Clemson and Duke both had great showings. Florida State uh, is in the Women's College World Series. I think they're the only ACC team that made it uh, to the College World Series, but Clemson and Duke were right there. One thing that I thought was interesting Seeing Clemson win the ACC tournament, that's not interesting. But <laughs> their coach, Eric uh, Bakich, I uh-huh. believe I'm pronouncing that right, he's only been there for like a year, really. And he came from Michigan. And part of the reason he left Michigan to go to Clemson is that he tried to get Michigan to really have an investment of funds to make their baseball program be elite. Mm. And Michigan, of course one of the nation's top universities, very expensive. They have a lot of high-level donors. They basically just were like, "Mm, nah, we're not going to do that. And so he decided to leave and now has turned Clemson around in like less than a year, pretty much. And now they're ACC champions. Good for them. Just seemed weird. It always seems like one of those things. Michigan doesn't strike me as a right. kind of place that says no to anything athletics, right. regardless. No, of what it for is. sure. You would think that that's not somewhere you're going to struggle to get an investment. Well, we've got uh, baseball. Excited to see how that turns out, and we'll do some reporting on that next week. What do you want to talk about first today? Well, we're recording this the day after Memorial Day, so I was thinking, you know, we had a little. A little get-together, a little cookout, smoking some meat. You did all the work. But, sure did. Uh, it was great, first of all. Thank Thanks. you very much for having us. Second, uh, I was thinking, if you could host a cookout for Memorial Day, and let's be super clear about something, the North Carolina and me is coming out. It is a cookout. It is not a barbecue. Barbecue is a noun. It's a kind of food. It's not a... Is don't. that a thing that y'all really get into? Yeah. Barbecue is a food. You don't barbecue. You don't have a barbecue. You don't barbecue. You you have a cookout. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I so think people, about that. So people who say like, oh, we're going to barbecue and they have burgers and hot dogs, you're going to hell. I kind of feel like cookout is a like more, for lack of a better word, childish term. Mm. Like a cookout is like a play date 
for me, but for eating foods. That tells us more about you than anything. But yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. Hence the North Carolina staple fast food chain. I feel like anything could be a barbecue. Anything could be no. like, nope. I could just be making spaghetti and meatballs and it'd be like, hey, come over for this barbecue. It, no. And a barbecue could, is full Could bar- spaghetti and meatballs be a cookout? Because I feel like that doesn't get you into to the... You cook act- it outside. That's what a cookout is. Okay, so you're it literally has out. to be something you cooked outside. You're cooking out. You're grilling out. You're cooking out. So grilling. Okay. All right. But like... You can, you can smoke something, too. That's fine. Like, you could eat barbecue at a cookout. I feel like saying barbecue I'm is having not a barbecue is indicating that there will be barbecue at the event. Mm. Whereas if you say cookout, it could be but literally you What I'm telling you is you, you, you can't say that. You can't say, I'm having a barbecue. It doesn't make any sense. I guess I feel barbecue like... Barbecue is smoked pulled pork. So, okay. what you're saying is... I'm saying if you invited me over for a cookout, I have no idea what I'm walking into unless you also say... Hey, I bought some steaks, and we're gonna have a cookout. Sure. So I feel like it would be really appropriate to say, "Hey, I'm having a cookout. We're gonna be growing up some some, some dogs, some burgers. We're gonna be doing this, X, okay. Y, and steaks, whatever." Versus if I say, "Hey, you want to come over for barbecue?" That's what I would say. Okay. That means you're coming over for barbecue for specifically for pork. For pork. Okay. All right. That's, that's just, fine. That's that's the North Carolina. I, I'm just whatever. Anyway, so we're having a cookout. I, I just Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Labor Day, this is when people have cookouts, and I get I get a little triggered on the internet, and people are like, oh, who are you inviting to your barbecue? Like, that's a dumb thing to say. That's like saying, who are you inviting to your spaghetti? Okay, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say that. I kind of want to say that now. <laughs> it actually sounds kind of fun. So, uh, you get a chance to have a cookout for Memorial Day, and I'm giving you five invitations that you can extend to any sports figure, dead or alive. We don't have to limit this to our preferred colleges. We don't have to limit this to ACC or anything like that. Just sports figures. Uh, who are your five people that you want to invite and, and, and why are you thinking those peeps? So you gave me this prompt and I was thinking about it and I decided to limit myself because otherwise for me it was getting boring because I was mm. like, oh, Alex Ovechkin is my favorite hockey player. I think he would be a good player. Yeah, like I would yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. with him. But then, you know, at the end of it, it was like Ovechkin and Muhammad Ali and everybody oh, else yeah. you'd expect. So I decided to limit myself to ACC people, okay. which maybe makes my list a little bit more boring, but I feel like it would still be. I tried to, when I was thinking of criteria, I was trying to go just beyond who I liked mm-hmm. and to think like, well, what is the group dynamic going to be sure. like? What kind of conversation are we going to have? Are they going to be helpful at the barbecue slash oh. cookout? Like, are they going to be able to, you know, are they bringing a side maybe that I think yeah. could be really good? So anyway, that, I don't know what your criteria were, but that was what I was thinking of. I went a similar route. I would say three of the five of mine are NC state related. Okay. And then Sydney Lowe for three different people. <laughs> I need help with my taxes. Uh, and then and then there's some other kind of thrown in. One is kind of the wild card that I think you're not going to expect, but mm. I think it helps the group dynamic. Okay. Do you want me to go first with mine or all yeah, five or what? Would, let's how do you go. Do? Yeah, give me all five of yours. I guess that probably is going to make more sense listening wise. Okay. Uh, I'll give the most boring one first, which is Tony Bennett. Listen, he's going to bring the coleslaw. Okay, here's why I put him. Number one, he's my hero, and I would do anything for him, mm-hmm. and the opportunity to have him in my house would be uh, would increase the retail value of my house instantly. That's oh, the main thing. Floor but, is wet. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, I also feel like, you know, he always preaches the pillar of servanthood or... Ser- mm. you know, I feel like he's doing the dishes. There's yeah. no way that I'm... I'm going to be out fixing up the grill, closing shop. Those dishes are going to be done. Yeah, you won't even like see him do it. No. You're just going to come back in and everything's He'll be clean. drying his hands and everything. the kitchen will be cleaner than it was before the day started. I, yeah. yeah. 100%. That's, what, that's the kind of guy I want in I my... respect that. Staying in that same realm, Malcolm Brogdon, mm. he just seems really chill. I yeah. feel like he's he always has that kind of like emotional flat line of like he's not going to get too high or too low. He's not going to be rude. Uh, I also found out in looking up something on Malcolm Brogdon that I didn't know. He is a distant cousin of Queen Latifah. No, that, sh- no, that just kind of an interesting side story. Huh? I would I would want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah, like, it gives hey, you a conversation topic automatically. Yeah, what's, what's that about? Yeah. 
My third one would be Don Staley. So former UVA, great, now mm-hmm. winning championships at South Carolina. I just feel like she's so cool. She's got her fashion sense. She's great at basketball. We could talk shop basketball-wise. I feel like she has a wealth of experience that few basketball coaches have. Like Most basketball coaches, if you just talk to them, they're just going to be like, well, in a 2-3 zone, I'm going to do this. Right. I feel like she's got so much more to say about the world and politics and mm. uh, it's just everything. I would love to sit in and honestly just listen to her and Tony Bennett talk to each other. Because I feel mm. like they would talk about basketball, which would be interesting enough, but I think they both are very well-rounded people who have lots of other interests and could be interesting. And they also come from very different backgrounds. You mm-hmm. get Tony's like Midwest sensibilities and Don Staley's like Philly, you know, toughness. I feel like yeah. that could be just kind of an interesting dynamic. My fourth pick is Debrickashaw Ferguson, mm. former UVA football great, who graduated I think the same year I did. Very close. We had a discussion together and oh, wow. I don't know if you ever had discussions or with classes no with athletes <laughs> yes. generally yeah they many of them just kind of sit silently and yeah. are not excited to be there and i don't blame them because they're there to do a job and are probably we're up at 6 a.m doing a two-a-day workout mm-hmm. so whatever but i did a philosophy discussion with him and that man was the smartest guy in the class he remembered everyone's name instantly after the first discussion he was like oh that's a good point that jenny made and i'd like to bring it back to and it was like amazing he was just like the smartest guy there he's now going back now that he's retired uh from football he's going to nursing school who knew i well you did i did but that's crazy like that's the kind of guy he i just feel like he would be like if there was kind of a lull in conversation i feel like he would just pick it up and be like hey here, here's an interesting thing. Yeah. Let's get everyone's perspective. That is interesting. My my one perspective in college before, I know you've got one one more, mm-hmm. but uh, the I was in several classes with some football players, especially at Elon. The, the experience that sticks out to me, I was in a, a European, an ancient history, ancient European history course with our quarterback, whose name was Scott Riddle. And... Um, Set all sorts of passing records at Elon. I mean, this dude was prolific. But uh, I was in a group for, with him for a presentation. We had a project where we had to build a presentation and give it. And the, we met. So before, the, he didn't do like any work. He didn't contribute any slides or anything like that. And um, I was like, great. This is a stereotypical college athlete coasting by. But fairly charismatic guy. I figured when it came presentation time... Like, he would help out. And he had kind of said, like, I'll do, I will present. So I remember we met, like, an hour before class or something to go over it. And we were sitting there and we were going through the slides. And I kind of pulled him up and I was like, and look, I made, like, we're a presenter view. I've made notes. Mm. So you've got what you need there. Like Talking I'm, down to him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I did the research that you didn't do. So like, here's the stuff. And he just goes, oh, I, I can't read that. And mm. I was like, oh, you just want to, like, you prefer to... Fly yeah, and yeah, improv, yeah. and he was like, "No, no, no! Like, I, I can't read that." Oh, I see. And I was like, "Is it too small?" He's just like, "It's just like I'm not gonna be able to read that quickly enough to say the things mm-hmm. you want me to say." So I was just gonna get up there and kind of talk. Okay. Turns out, like after we graduated, he got stabbed. It's some bar fight or hopefully that, maybe. But I would just always remember looking in the face of this 22 year old. He graduated before me. He so he was like got a got the same degree you did. That's right. He was a senior when I was, I think, a freshman or sophomore, and uh, I was just like, "Boy, you can throw for four thousand yards in a season, but you can't read at all." So anyway, that's my very sure. opposite from Debrickashaw Ferguson experience. Yeah. I feel um, like my wife, who's a big Jets fan too, you'd have a lot to talk about with her. And, you know, she could be like, hey, you were one of the only good players we've had for the last 15 years. Yeah. That's cool. I'm sure he would love talking about that. Yeah. I don't think he probably wants to think hey, about it. Hey, most of your career was like kind of sad from a team perspective. I I worked for the Jets for 10 years. And so now I want to get into stabbing people with <laughs> IVs to make somebody else feel pain. I get it. Yeah, sure. All right. Who's your last My guest? last one totally totally different than all the rest of them but okay. still an ACC guy so I feel like every party I, I can think about yesterday mm-hmm. when we were hanging out 
every party needs kind of a wild card. You don't know, you don't sure. know what they're going to do. You don't know what they're going to show up as or what kind of conversations they're going to bring to the table. For me, that's Clinton Portis. Oh. <laughs> For example, which one of Clinton Portis's old personas might I was about show to say. Up? Will it be Reverend Gone Change? Will it be Sheriff Gone Getcha? Dr. I don't know? Inspector 22? Or Mr. Angel Southeast Romy Rome. <laughs> any of those, you never know. Oh. How would he, how would any of those interact with Tony Bennett and his buttoned-up persona? I would be interested to find out. I would, too. I would love to know, like, who at this cookout spends the most time talking to Clinton Portis. Or what I would love is if Clinton Portis determined... That each of these other guests required a different persona. Oh, he's like, excuse me a moment. And then walks out and then like five minutes later comes back dressed as somebody else. Oh man, if I don't have to talk to Tony Bennett, I gotta be this person. I feel like Malcolm Brogdon, and I don't know Malcolm, but I feel like he wouldn't like it. He would just be like, nah, I'm not 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 about this. this. Yeah. I'm just here to eat eat barbecue. No thanks. It would be really entertaining though. Yeah. I think that's a really good, that's that's a good poll. Yeah. I always loved Clinton Portis growing up in the D.C. area. He was like one of the few bright spots of following the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Like one of the actual engaging personalities that wasn't just deadened by years of ineptitude. So, <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, I feel like I went in some similar directions with some of mine. I will also start with my boring pick. My You can tell we're basketball coaches. This mm-hmm. is my hero is Jim Valvano. Sure. I think... He's just going to run around hugging people uh, I, I as mean, you're trying to cook. You're like, that's fine, Jimmy, but this <laughs> this barbecue is hot, man. <laughs> but he's just going to be such a positive presence, and I'd love to talk to him about basketball, and some. but like, he's also just... I think he's a good dude and has some good perspective, so I, I think he'd be, he'd be kind of fun to have around. I think... He would be similar to Tony Bennett in the sense that, like, he probably also is doing some dishes, helping to clean up, and he's probably bringing. Maybe, maybe I was gonna say, I th- I feel like he's bringing forty people you didn't know were coming. I could he's be true. bringing his entire extended, but family. he's also showing up probably with like veal cutlets. Some and- yeah, he's bringing food. Yeah, uh, and so or like he's actually hosting this cookout. <laughs> uh, hey, that's that's so cute that you invited me over. I actually yeah. have fifty of my best friends already over. If you want to just drop your plans, as long as he allows home. me to bring these four other people, then that's fine. Yeah, um, okay. but yeah, I think I think it would be great. And I do like he's he's like one of the guys I would most love to hug, just because I mean he's famous for it, and and you know just think it'd be great. My next one is another. Well, I'll just go through the state people first. I originally had David Thompson because he's like my favorite basketball player of all time. But I, I've I've met him and he's actually like, I mean, he's kind of boring. Um, I plus, felt that way with Ralph Sampson. I've met him and he was kind of like, I kind of caught him at a bad moment and yeah. he felt like he wasn't really into it. So, so I think a more entertaining pick, what I'm going to go with is Julius Hodge. Mm. Still gives me the NC State basketball kind of thing. I think he'd be fun to hang around. He's probably got some. He's really entertaining on Twitter. Well, so I had to. I only. I have a couple of different because I have like a personal Twitter account and then I have one that I use for school stuff. Um, and I have to follow him on my school one because my personal one, Julius Hodge, did block me. Uh, yeah, what did you do? That's because I tweeted about Chris Paul punching him in the nuts, oh, and right. he insta blocks anybody who talks about that. I was really tweeting at Chris Paul, talking to him but if Julius Hodge sees that he will block you because he doesn't like to talk about it but I'm hoping I can get him to this cookout get a few drinks in him and And he tells the story and talks Mm -hmm. about how he actually hates Chris Paul or something I don't know I'd love that my next NC State guy that I'm bringing to this cookout is uh Philip Rivers so here's why you're bringing his kids too is it a kid friendly it's not oh okay but so, A, he'd be excited to be there because he gets away from his dozen kids. But also, you tell me this guy doesn't know how to grill out? He's got all those kids. He knows uh, what he's he doing. Knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows his way around a grill. So, he's going to help out with cooking and things like that. He also just, like, you think about my formative years as, like, a sports fan and getting into football. He was he was the guy. Like, mm. this is just, I grew up watching him play. I loved watching him play. I just, I don't know. I love Philip Rivers, and he couldn't 
not be on this list. And I would love to watch him talk football with my next two guests. Mac Brown. <laughs> now, my next one, not ACC related, but related to a pro fandom of mine, Cam Newton. Yeah, I knew. I would have bet any amount of money Cam Newton's on this list. Oh, man. So much fun. He's DJing. He famously had, when he was a Carolina Panther, he always ran the music at practice. And it was just always great. I think Cam Newton knows how to party. Um, Again, he's probably bringing some food. And I just think he's going to be good to have around. And then the other football mind that I want, slash coaching mind, slash this guy is just going to be a blast to talk to. And he's going to have great stories. John Madden. Mm. He's been on my mind recently. We talked about the Will Ferrell thing, um, but I saw another story about him recently. I just think John Madden at a cookout, like he's gonna like hold court. Ever- he, yeah, he's gonna analyze everything you do. Yeah, that's true. He's gonna be like, "Oh, you got the meat here, and you sewed it in here, and you got the mashed potatoes." Going well, you it. see what this guy's doing, <laughs> and then boom, you you got indigestion because you ate too much. <laughs> but yeah, I think those five guys will be fun. I think that. Um, you know, there's some different, I mean, basketball and football are really the only sports represented, but some different kind of eras and, and things like that. Yeah, I just I think they'd all be happy together. I think it would be cool. Julius Hodge and Philip Rivers sort of overlapped, I think, by a year or two. So maybe they already know each other. You know, I think that, uh, and Jim Valvano and John Madden are both legends. So people know who they are already and it could be really great. Did you when you were putting this together? Did you think of anybody that would be a disaster? Because I thought of some like disasters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought through some different people that like I thought about. What if I invited two people who? So I thought about um, Tyler Hansbrough and Gerald. Gerald Henderson. That was on my list. That was what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to see a chaotic like, hey, uh, he punched you. What's that about? What do you yeah, think? I think that'd be great. When I did Julius Hodge, I thought about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Just because they claim that like they're cool and that's why Julius Hodge blocks people over because like no we're actually buddies, but I think there's gotta come on man you punch somebody in the nuts that's gotta be some tension. Yeah, I I, I think that I thought about going back to like two early two thousands ACC basketball and bringing in like Coach K and Gary Williams mm. and like seeing what they do. Uh, they're actually pretty Grievous good friends, Vasquez so. and JJ Redick like. Mm. There was, I think they were a little bit different, but like just people that I hated and wanted to see. JJ Redick was actually like six or seventh on my list. Mm. Well, cool. Yeah, I I think it's kind of weird that we spend Memorial Day grilling. I mean, I I guess really just like that's Americans' answer to any three day holiday is like, well, might as well cook something. Might as well make some meat. Might as well get that cholesterol level up. That's right. Hey, I can pound some cheap beer and. Cook meat outside. Yeah. Sounds good. Monday, I mean, and and like, it's a sneaky good sports weekend because you have baseball stuff. If you're into racing, mm-hmm. there was uh, the Indy. Monaco. The Monaco Indy race. and Monaco and uh, the Coca-Cola 600 mm-hmm. in NASCAR, which was always a big deal growing up because it's in Charlotte. So, Breaking news. Oh. Caleb Love. Has committed What's to Arizona. Mean? Arizona? Yeah. Huh. Didn't see that coming. I really thought it was going to be Missouri. That's another interesting one where the deal was done in Michigan, but then the transfer credits didn't work out there. What is Michigan doing? They're not fixing their baseball program. Yeah. They're not paying for Caleb Love to come in and shoot one for 11 from threes. Hey, man. What, what's going on? Super weird, though, that like his class credits didn't transfer from Carolina. I thought that they really ran a top-notch operation over there. Their Swahili major did Everything not. was above board. That's how they always do it, North Carolina. And yeah. the lack of NCAA investigations will prove it. The uh, <laughs> wild, when you look at... I mean, Arizona has some pretty big holes on their roster. Tommy Lloyd, I think, is a fantastic coach. But they also bring back some talent. And they got Jaden Bradley, too, from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they also got the San Diego State guy, Kashad Johnson. I think they're in line to be another two seed yeah. and lose in the first round. <laughs> it could be. So 
we'll see. But that is uh, that's big. That's big. Caleb Love to Arizona, huh? That's. I mean, you look at the Pac-12, and and I don't want to get too far ahead. We'll, we can do some previews as we get closer to basketball season. But between them and USC, that's going to be an interesting race. Because USC is going to have Boogie Ellis back. Isaiah Collier, who's probably the number one pick next year in the draft. Bronny James now. Yeah, they're going to definitely be getting all the attention, which will be great for the Pac-12 while they still have still have a TV deal for their football games. Yeah. Have you been following that at all? So I, I was interesting because you texted me about it the other day, and I was like, oh, I must have missed something. But I remember seeing some of the stuff back in like January. And then I realized I saw some of the stuff that has just come out recently about sort of the effects of what has happened here. I'll let you kind of yeah introduce this. I don't want to get too in the weeds because it's you know I feel like everything we talk about is about TV deals and conference realignment <laughs> and things that aren't actually sports. Things right. that sports fans don't really care about. They're kind of in the weeds. Yeah, but I think it's worth talking about this Pac-12 situation just because. We talked about the ACC and how it's kind of a doomed conference, just looking at what their TV deals are. Here you have another conference that is worse run than the ACC. Mm. Say whatever you want about the ACC, but Pac-12 has got, is on the struggle bus when yeah. it comes to this. So here's the main gist of the controversy. There was an audit that was completed in 2017 about a four-year run where... The Pac-12 thought that they were getting underpaid by a TV network for their deal. That mm-hmm. they were not getting the money distributed to the schools that they thought. They conducted an audit to prove it. And it turns out in the audit that they were being vastly overpaid <laughs> by a tune of $50 million reportedly. Yeah. Did they let Comcast, the network company, know? They did not let them know. And in fact just kept quiet about it and then did their business went away but turns out comcast found out about it (laughs) and was like hey knock knock where's the 50 million dollars that we accidentally overpaid you yeah and now schools are having to give back money up to four million dollars a year back towards comcast out of their budgets well it seems like they're not actually giving it back but comcast just isn't paying them well, right. So it's you lose it's, $4 yeah, million dollars thing, in a budget thing. that you sure. think you were going to have. So you're, that leads to situations like what's going on in Washington State right now where they just decided, you know what? We're just going to freeze everything. Yeah. Not hiring anybody. Not going anywhere. Just everybody stay right here until we figure out what is going on. That's not a great look. I was going to say, like, good thing this isn't going to have consequences for schools. But... <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a side note, their contract ends in 2024. So they're not like the ACC where they're locked into a legal document for yeah. forever. And they have UCLA and USC leaving. They're mm-hmm. two biggest high-profile schools. The cash cows. Gone. So you look at like possible replacements. ESPN is reportedly out this week. That was one of the things that came out is that ESPN is no longer interested in Pac-12, Pac-12 sports. Their top contender is NBC Universal. Sure. Possibly the USA Network. The same people that are running suits marathons. Burn notice reruns. Burn notice. <laughs> That's where you're gonna get to watch the Oregon psych movie. The actually important Oregon Washington game in a couple years. Well not great. It's not great at all. And um, I struggle with this, honestly, because I struggle with Who we hold accountable for this. On the one hand, I look at Comcast and I'm like, look, you were overpaying. Shouldn't that on some level be your fault? And I think some Comcast people did get fired as a result. Yeah. So basically, because it looks like my understanding is you have some execs who were actually the first people who noticed. Or the Pac-12 had executives who noticed. They didn't notify the board. And then as Comcast figured this out, like, so I guess I just struggle with who, who we really hold financially responsible. I mean, it's university presidents who are on the Pac-12 board that you got to think like. Well, a lot of them are getting fired or leaving. I yeah. mean, USC's AD just stepped down. Yeah. So. It's just a mess. I, and, and 
what what I hate is like ultimately this comes down to student athletes who are at these schools are gonna suffer because sure. of it and or particularly or particularly out. like lesser televised sports women's sports yeah. are gonna suffer yeah so like it just it's it sucks and I think that it's another um, it's another piece in the the argument to say that like the way we do things currently with the NCAA and these conferences, I think we tear it down. Like, I just think that it's a, it's a corrupt business model that's designed to benefit executives and not athletes. And, you know, there's, there's not really, I mean, I know that that now they're being held accountable, but how does this happen? Like just how inept do you have to be in a conference? That's already trailing the other major conferences in revenue. Right. So it's, they're making less, Reportedly, than ACC schools at thirty-seven point seven million dollars. That's less than the ACC. It's significantly less than obviously the Big Ten and yeah. SEC. But I mean, I'm brilliant for USC and UCLA to get the hell out. Yeah, perfect timing for them. I heard. I, saw, I read a thing this morning about Colorado looking at potentially moving back to the Big Twelve, possibly because of some of this. Right. I think they have to do. I mean, there have been reports also like the ACC. Could the ACC do a coastal conference that's like the West Coast and the East Coast? Which, no. I don't want to, no. I don't want to watch Washington State. I don't want Tony Bennett to travel. Washington State, Boston College. Yeah, no, thank you. Jesus. (laughs) At 1 a.m.? That would be a good segment for us is like worst possible matchups that could be a result of new, yeah, like reasonably new partnerships this is like when they had the by like byu was going to join the big east or something and it was just like i don't want to watch byu depaul (laughs) basketball like that's not meaningful i was thinking about it this the in thinking about all this instability and you know schools jumping ship from conferences and things like that um you watch succession no but i i follow the (laughs) I, you can't turn on your computer without yeah. getting 20 think pieces on. I know. Basic I, and, and the basic idea is so simple. And this is why I'm actually not into it. I don't want to go down this road. It's, I think the writing's great, but like it's not an interesting premise. Sure. But my thought is you could do a really cool like succession-style spinoff on like college sports. So mm. here, my thought was, well, initially I was thinking if like – making a show out of it, you have a situation like Coach K retiring and picking his like coach in waiting and stuff like that. Like you could make a cool show out of that. But then I thought, big picture, conferences. Greg Sankey kills a guy. <laughs> the powerhouses are leaving. USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac twelve. Who's gonna be the next Pac twelve powerhouse? Mm. So you're watching the Washington State Cougars maneuver themselves to try to take charge, but then it turns out it's actually going to be like Arizona State. Mm-hmm. I don't so know. It's always Arizona State. It's always it, it was always going to be Arizona State. They're going to make the move at the end. Stab in the back with the pitchfork. How about that? So, spoiler alert for Succession. Sorry, this is just stupid. I was praising the writing of Succession, but. This is spoilers. Spoil, uh, big mute, spoiler. Go, go like a minute forward if you're yeah. still watching. Big spoiler. Yeah, minute's fine. I'm not going to take long on this at all. The character that stabs him in the back of the end, her nickname is Shiv. Right. Try harder. Yeah, you don't. They, they, That's so Writers stupid. lead clues. Writers That's lead not clues. even a clue. That's just like, hey, Stabby McBackerson <laughs> is going to commit some sort of act of treason. Speaking of... <laughs> Uh, speaking of conferences, did you see that the ACC, I don't think we've talked about this yet, the ACC is going to... No, we've to, never talked about the ACC. No, you're right. The ACC is going to a revenue sharing yeah. distribution that's a little bit different than what they've been doing. Instead of equal distribution, they're now going to give preferential funds to teams that actually win mm-hmm. big prizes. This feels to me like the exact thing at the beginning of the formation of the ACC at the last realignment where they were like, hey, this will be perfect. We'll have the Atlantic and the Coastal and Florida State and Miami will get all the money. And for this, I feel like the the idea was that Florida State and Clemson complained about this. Doesn't it just feel like intuitively in your heart, like Wake Forest is going to benefit the most from this somehow? Because they're going to end... They're just like- going to go 10-2 and, and win the ACC championship randomly... Sure. 
And then they're going to be like, well, no, that's not really the revenue sharing that we wanted. We, we thought like us, but yeah, I mean, I think it could be, it could be interesting in terms of sort of how this gets. Well, I think what's tough is like you have programs that have success in non-revenue sports that right (laughs) where this could this could be difficult but i mean it's it's the premier league model right like they do this a lot of other european soccer like i think uh liga does this like in terms of trying to distribute based on the value that each program creates which ultimately is what the if, if this is a business like run it like a business like this is i think it's fair i think that you're right that that there are certain programs. Uh, Wake Forest, I think, tends to get some of the biggest bang for their buck from their athletic program anyway. So now the buck is getting bigger, right? Like <laughs> it seems like they're gonna they're gonna make some some money. I think it, it is it's interesting when you think about this and and kind of what how it translates. I saw a cool little factoid the other day. This is gonna translate into a um, little trivia question later at the end of the episode. Okay. But the fact is, uh, as we finish out this past year, this this 2022-2023 sports year in terms of conference championships. So, total amount. Uh, NC State and Clemson, four, four. apiece. Yeah. Yeah. You see this stat. Mm-hmm. UVA, Virginia Tech, and Duke with three. Florida State and Notre Dame with two. Boston College, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Carolina, Pitt, Syracuse, and Wake Forest all with one. Miami technically did it win one, um, but they shared the men's basketball regular season title. Doesn't count. Yeah. That's fair. Except for the fact that UVA also won it, so it does say. count. So I, I think that in looking at that, right, it gives you an idea sort of of where the revenue is going to shake out. So, yeah, I just uh, would – turn our attention again to the fact that NC State right there with four. I love this deal. Sounds like it's going to be great. I just think it's, I mean, first of all, it's, I mean, they're not going to do it across all the sports probably. No, It'll be football oriented. But yeah. it, just the fact that Clemson, Florida State are complaining about this, like just karmically, I feel like that is just a non-starter. Like you are absolutely going to lose now. And you're going to have to give money to Duke football that randomly goes 11-1 and one or something. Like, that's just, yeah. it's going to happen. Have they put out what their model is for, like, how it'll they, break no, down? No, the details have not come out about it yet. Because I, I think that when you look at it, like, and this is the way the Premier League does it. Is there's a chunk of the pie that everybody's guaranteed. Right. You're always yeah. going to get that. And then, then you base on not only merit, so wins... But this is where I think Clemson and Florida State, will, and even like schools like NC State and Virginia Tech, and, and like benefit a little bit more, is I think you you have to factor in TV ratings, which like even if Wake has a successful season or Duke has a random successful season, they still don't tend to draw TV ratings in those seasons, even when they are really good. Mm-hmm. So it could be considered unfair. Because you could have a situation where Florida State or Clemson or Carolina even, like they're bad, but they're still drawing more eyes to their games than like when Pitt won the ACC in football. Like, you know, or Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament in basketball. Like, they're, they're still not going to get the same ratings as some of those bigger programs. Carolina misses the basketball tournament. They still had a bunch of people watching their games. Mm-hmm. So I think that does it. I think the merit part, that, that third of the pie or whatever it is, that is to be based on wins. I also think you need to base it on more than a single season. I think it has to be like a running number over two or three seasons. So you're rewarding consistency. I know that's hard with yearly revenue. But there's got to be some way to do that like two or three years at a time. Where you look and say over the last three, you'll say it's three years. Over the last three years, or because it's college, we'll say four. Over the last four years, Clemson has the highest win percentage. So they get the biggest share for the next four years. You could do it in chunks, Mm -hmm. which I think... But that's kind of like... It's funny because this is like the rich get richer in in some sense. Like Florida State is always going to have more money for their football program than Duke. Sure. But at the same time, 
It also doesn't address at all the huge discrepancy between teams in the ACC and the Big Ten yeah. and SEC. So it's like a Band-Aid on a your arm has been cut off wound and you're like, ah, well, what if we put a couple band-aids on it? You know, like that's just, no, it's not going to fix the problem. It's not going to stop the Florida States and Clemson's from continuing to get their lawyers to see if they can break the grant of rights agreement. I was pretty clear about this. I I don't think that there is a a fix. I mean, I think you tear the thing down. Like I I just, at this point, everything's a band-aid. At this point, the system is broken. You're trying to find ways to keep programs happy within the current conference structure and i just don't think it's going to happen not long term not long term probably not which is why we're going to have oregon state in the acc sign me up greatest atlantic coast program that ever lived listen oregon state goes to play clemson they get to go to bucky's dj revenge game and he stops at bucky's and gets an nil deal with them yeah there you go in florence south carolina Perfect. Well, I mentioned I I I got two little trivia questions for you. And we can okay. like edit this down, give you time to think about it, but you can edit it down so it doesn't take as long, I guess. Yeah, I'll like, just edit it and make it seem like I got it instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Two trivia questions for you. First one is related to what I was talking about, that that fact that I gave, which you, maybe you saw this follow up to it. It's uh it's been a while since the ACC had a year in which every school won a conference title and something. Hmm. When was the last time that every member of the ACC won a conference title in an academic year? I feel like this has to be back when they had the nine schools model. So it would have had to be at least. You are correct. So hmm, I'm going to pick 72. Mm, Much more recent than that. Oh, sorry. 2002-2003. It was the penultimate year with nine members. But it's never happened post-expansion. So it's really funny, expand and uh, Miami and all those schools are going to bring you championships, but uh, ooh, come on Syracuse and Boston College. That's right. Where are those championships at? All right, next trivia question. All right. Uh, In this past academic year, there are eight athletic programs in the country that made a bowl game in football. The men's NCAA basketball tournament, the women's NCAA basketball tournament, and the NCAA baseball tournament. There's eight of them. Nationally. I feel like NC State has to be one of them, or NC you would State not. State is one of them. There's not. You <laughs> would not have brought this up yeah. to my attention. Man, bowl game, bowl games, men's and women's, and baseball. Yep. So NC State is one. Ah, golly, that's really hard. I'll give you some hints. There's sure. one other ACC school. Hmm. I'm going to say, did Duke make the baseball? So, it yeah, I'm going to say Duke. Okay. It is Duke. All right, I'll, we'll go by conference. Okay. There are two Big Ten schools. Ohio State. No, they didn't make it in the men's. Hmm. Did Iowa make a bowl game? Is it Iowa? Iowa's one. Yeah. All right. And make it. So, I'm going to go with. Indiana? Mm-hmm. They give up with that You're going to hate this one. Is it Ruggers? No, you're going to hate it more than that. You're going to hate it more than almost anything you've ever hated. Maryland. It's Maryland. Okay. We've got... Overrated. <laughs> two SEC schools. Men's and women. South... No, South Carolina didn't make Kentucky. Nope. Tennessee. Tennessee is one. Tennessee, definitely. And Mississippi State. Mm-mm. Mm, go ahead. Alabama. Yeah, let's go. Roll Tide. Then you've got one Big 12 school and one Big East school. Is Oklahoma one of them? No. Georgetown, LOL. No. They didn't make <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Creighton? Mm-mm. I don't know, man. This so is good. The Big East school is UConn. Oh, okay. Big 12 school, Texas. Hmm. So those eight programs make a football bowl game, men's, women's, NCAA basketball tournament, and the NCAA baseball tournament are NC State, Duke, Iowa, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, and UConn. And then I think if you add softball, I think Alabama is the only school in the country to do it. I think. I'd have to double check that, but it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it is cool. Good job. Good job, those programs. Yeah, they did great. Good, good, 
Good job at sports. If you have a program that you think should be added to the teams that made the NCAA men's, women's, baseball, whatever the other one was. <laughs> men's and women's basketball, baseball, and football. I don't feel like I don't feel like this is a good write-in with your proposals. No. It's not really like I I think that Texas A&M should be in all of these things. Like I don't yeah. that kind of mail we don't. Maybe get. it's like if you've got a fun trivia fact. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you have a fun trivia fact, you can write into preferred walk-ons at yahoo.com, or you can follow us at PWO Pod on Instagram or Twitter, and tell us what you think. All right. Come home, Reese.